This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. I don't know wreck it loose. Don't turn it all the day. I don't know how to drive. Yeah, we're just asking ourselves this that same question in here. You're now listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Check out Dale Jr.'s signature Dirty Mo sunglasses from Spy at spyoptic.com. Hey everybody, it's Junior Post Kentucky. Sitting here Sunday trying to get ready to go to Chicago. We got to test three days there. It's going to rain a little bit. Thursday's the rain day. Hopefully we're not there four days. We got to get to New Hampshire and I'm looking forward to that. But um, back to Kentucky. Admittedly, that's not one of my best tracks. And, you know, we had a lot of rain. Didn't really get a chance to try to improve the car. But anyhow, we ran the Xfinity race for Hellman's. That was a pretty good time. Not the best night, finishing eighth. Really didn't have a competitive enough car, but I learned a lot. Seemed to uh, be able to carry some of that stuff over to Saturday night in the cup race. Uh, starting off in the cup race, here's here's a lowdown on that. We, I forgot to turn on the a few switches in the car that that helped cool the brakes and help keep some tire temps down. And I did get the gear fan on, which is important because it would have broke the gear pretty quickly but we uh took off running there in the first run the brakes started fading a little bit luckily the caution come out and <clears throat> got the switches on come down pit road pull a little tape off the brakes that should fix it right that should everything should go back to normal cool off uh the brakes and the pedal should come back and that's not what happened. It continued to get worse and worse each run. We had a pretty good car though when we drove. We started shotgun on the field after the competition caution and we drove all the way up to 13th place. So, you know, we had a pretty good car, a top 10 car, maybe not a top 5 car, but definitely a top 10 car. And so, you know, I uh, was still pretty confident. Um, we made some big, big changes to the car throughout the night. On some runs, it was just terrible. On some runs, it was moving up through the field pretty good, so sometimes we wouldn't change anything, and it would drive really good, and then another set of tires was really bad, so I don't know uh, whether we were just getting some odd-ass tires or what, but anyhow, the you know, the you know, we ended up having a lot of brake problems, and it got so bad at one point that if I didn't pump the brakes all the way down the straightaway, it'd go to the floor going in the corner, so... We're sitting there pumping the brakes, pumping the brakes, pumping the brakes, lap after lap after lap, trying to just stay out there and not get lapped till we can try to fix it. We're trying to, you know, when the cautions would come out, we'd bleed the right front, run out of time. Caution would come out, we'd come in and bleed the left front, and then we'd try to see how that would help. And bleeding the brakes helped a little bit, but it would eventually get hot on the long run and, and it'd run out. So it was so confusing as to why that was happening because you know the, we should be getting enough cooling to them that they should they should be good but they weren't and um anyhow i started to kind of take it easy uh we were sitting there running along pumping the brakes a lot uh just let danica go by um and we went down the back straightaway and i'm pumping the brakes and they're not they're you know i, I can't pump them all the way to the floor on the straightaway because you don't want to slow the car down while you're trying to accelerate. You're just pumping them, trying to get the fluid up, trying to get the pedal up. Well, when we got to the corner and I mashed the brake, it went all the way to the floor. 
and I, I hit, I pump, I you know let let off the brake, smash it again to the floor. At this point, I'm going to hit her. I let off again and mash the brakes, and it goes to the floor, and then I hit it. I ran the back of her, so I couldn't slow the car down. Um, there wasn't nothing I could do about it. Ended up running in the back of her, knocking her in the wall pretty good. It saved us from hitting the wall though, so um, that was a silver lining. Anyhow, she flew off the handle, <laughs> got pissed off. Our spotters communicated and told her about the brakes. Um, she still ran into us on pit road for whatever damn reason. That just brings a lot of unwanted attention to both of us for all the wrong reasons. So, I mean, I've, I've been there, I've done that, but you know, knowing what I know now, I, you just once you don't want to make a bad situation worse. So that sucked. I couldn't do anything about it, and I hated it wrecked her car because, you know, nobody wants to get wrecked out of the race. Well, the next thing we did was come down pit road, and we bled both sides again. We bled bled the right front and then the left front, and then we put new fluid in it. And at this point, I think that what had happened was we cooked the fluid at the start of the race, and that brake once that brake brake fluid gets to a certain temp and gets cooked over it gets uh it bubbles and and creates air in the lines and just it's just never really a good thing i've i remember in 99 i had brake problems at richmond and i wrecked jimmy spencer because i didn't have any brakes getting in a turn three and uh we, we couldn't we bled them things all night long never could get them to come come back so it's just a it ends up being a temperature thing, and once you get that fluid ruined, it won't return and start helping you. So we put some new fluid in it on this particular caution, and that seemed to at least allow them to live to the end of the race. Uh, at the same time, they said they looked down at the brakes, and we didn't have any pad left, so they said to be careful with 40 laps to go, that we were eventually going to get down to the metal, and it wasn't going to stop at all at that point. So... That also told us a little something about what we needed to do to prevent this in the future. We ended up uh, taking it easy, driving up through there, finishing 21st. We were catching a lot of guys uh, just, you know, need another 100 laps <laughs> to really get back to where the car should have finished. But we we should have finished uh, 8th, 9th, 10th, somewhere around there, um, especially with the lap times we were running at the end. Even still pumping the brakes on the straightaway, we still ran pretty competitive lap times. So. And we did improve some, you know, we made some major, major changes to the car and, and learned some things there that might help us at Darlington. At the end of the race, we get out of the car, and I'm communicating with Greg and the guys. And what we determined really is the problem with our brakes. It, uh, with this package, um, with the low downforce package, we used... We used twice as much brake as we uh, would have typically used there. You know, it just we had a intermediate high-speed you know package that we might use at Michigan or somewhere that you don't use hardly any brake, and that just didn't hold up. It just got hot, and if you know it gave up. So we we pulled all the tape off the front of the car to give it as much air as we could, but the but the calipers rotors and brake pads and all that stuff is not built for the type of racing we were doing it'd be like taking you know your your mile and a half package to martinsville and expecting that to hold up it's just not going to do it so no matter how much air you put on it, it the material and the parts are just not built for that so we uh that's why it cooked well, that's why it burned all the pad off of it and that's why 
no matter how much air we tried to put on it, it wouldn't cool all the caliper and everything. This stuff's just too light and not, not built for heavy duty use. So, For Darlington, we're going to use a lot of brake. This is the next track where we'll take this low down force package. We're going to use a ton of brake, so we're going to have to put a lot of a lot of cooling and a lot of heavy brake parts and calibers and rotors and stuff on this thing uh, like you did in the 80s and, and the 90s. You know, you're just going to have to really beef everything up to be able to put up with the beat wear and tear that's going to go through. So I want you know I, I want to put a lot of responsibility on my shoulders because of forgetting the the switch in the first place and cooking the fluid, but I'm afraid that and listening to Greg, which I agree with, even if that had not happened, we didn't have a strong enough brake package. We would have lost the pedal still and had problems with the brakes throughout the race anyway. So. It's uh, frustrating, but again, you know, the, you're looking at the speed of the car. You know, you forget, you know, forget the result. What we need when we go to the chase is speed. We need fast cars and good luck and no brake problems and all that stuff. But we need fast cars first. We can't be aggressive on pit strategy and and you know do things with the car unless the car's got speed. So uh, at one of my worst tracks, where you know. Really, it's just completely frustrating to drive. Uh, we had a top, you know, top ten car outside, of, you know, outside the top five for sure, but top ten car. So if that's as bad as we're going to run all year, I think that's a good sign that we're still on track to uh, have a good season. Little runs like this, bad runs like this, can be a sign of things to come. But I look at the speed of the car, and that tells me that if we do everything right and have a good day we're going to get a solid finish at one of our worst performing racetracks i'm looking forward to new hampshire i really enjoy racing there it's um you know it's a tough track but a, a lot of fun i'm looking forward to darlington especially with this package all the drivers seem to really like it and uh, i'm looking forward to going there with this this low down force package and seeing how much fun we can have it should be a pretty slick racetrack and a lot of real handful for the drivers um, I'm also excited about Indian Michigan I'm you know just curious as to what that's gonna do the high downforce package that NASCAR is uh, wanting to run there uh, should be real interesting and it'll be sh it'll be curious as to what kind of racing we have and how the fans like that versus what we you know saw in Kentucky a lot of fan feedback was positive about Kentucky be interesting to see what they think about Michigan and Indy very interesting uh, time in NASCAR. The next several weeks, next month, month and a half, two months is going to be very interesting and uh, everybody should pay close attention to what, what we're doing and what's going on as far as these rules because it's basically, you know, it comes down to the fan feedback really as to what NASCAR chooses to go and the direction they choose to go. So anyways, you guys enjoy the download. I'll be making lap after lap after lap after lap in Chicago. And we'll see you in New Hampshire. That's good stuff uh, from Dale Jr. Uh, I say this many times, uh, but just so grateful for his explanation of each race. It, it's uh, it's nice to host the podcast and have Mike Davis and Amanda Wolfmeyer and Joe Slingerland and his patriotic socks on the show. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> quite frequently, and, and TJ Majors comes in here. But I, Taylor Zars, are certainly grateful for Dale Jr. starting us off uh, each week and explaining all that. Now, Mike, we're going to 
dive a little deeper into this, and we're going to hear some clips coming up, and we'll get Slingerland and his socks to help us understand some of this. But before we do that, I, I do have a couple thoughts. Uh, listen, I, I know that some of this may not uh, reflect the feelings of Mike Davis or, or Dale Jr. or others. This is just me, Taylor Zarzer. I can't stand Kentucky Motor Speedway. I don't like the configuration of the track. I, I really like the package they brought out, and there was so much more passing. It was a much more entertaining race. And clearly, as Dale Jr. just said, most of the drivers appreciate that as well. If this place had a race in the chase, I'd be really concerned about what we saw on Saturday night. And it doesn't mean that the boys don't need to go to work. They do. Like they said, Darlington's coming up and be another low downforce package, and you got to get the brake problems worked out. But if they had those kind of problems, Mike, in New Hampshire, going back there again in September in the chase, then I'd be really concerned. But Kentucky's over with. I think that the Speedway, with its bumps, has its has character, mm. and it has you know I know mm. drivers are going to complain about that, but it has character, um, and so it does in a to me differentiate itself a little from the other mile and a halfers. I just wish there wasn't more mile and a halfers. Period. Kentucky. Right. Uh, Vegas, you know, wherever. Yeah, There's it a just lot of feels travel. like the epitome of that to me. So, but yeah, I hear you. If we ran better, if we, Kentucky's just not been a good dra- racetrack for us. I mean, even when we were good, we ran into some bad luck where we're hitting yeah. wires and, and whatnot. Johnson's so, tire. Yeah, Johnson's tire. I mean, so we just need a good race at Kentucky, and I think we'd start to feel better about it. But that's just my opinion. What do you think, Joe Slingerland? Um, I don't know. I think the, the bumps and all that are kind of good, but I think some of them are in the wrong spots. Um, I mean, a lot of drivers say they got to wear a mouthpiece when they when they run that track because they're you know feelings to fall out. Uh, it could be smoothed out a little bit. They uh, should brush their teeth better if they want their own feelings. <laughs> <laughs> True. I don't know if we'd call this a fluke, fluky issues. I mean, we had two big problems, and I don't think they either one was actually related to each other, even though they were involved the same parts. One, Dale Jr. bowled the, the fluid at the beginning mm. of the race, and the other one, we just didn't have the right brake package on with this aero package. And that was something that I don't know if that really gets fixed with the more practice time or the test, if we'd have got all that stuff without the rain coming in. I don't know. But we know now <laughs> we're, going to go, we're going to go to Darlington with bigger brakes, and we're going to go to Kentucky with bigger brakes now that we know that, uh, that that didn't work for us. And I can promise you, Dale Jr. is going to turn that fan on every time now. That's not going to be a problem. There's no doubt it's, about that. So, uh, you know, you live and learn. You're going to have races like this. Honestly, I, have, I was sitting here laughing at my notes from this race, and, I, and they're hilarious. I was reading them to Amanda. I'm like, how are we still on the lead lap? <laughs> yeah, like, that was amazing. The, the, these are my you know, brilliant race notes that I have from this race. Ca- like, the cautions come out at just the right time. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know totally. how we go lap down either, but it was it worked out. We never lost a lap but in that, that was race. My first, that was my first thought. I couldn't believe that, uh, that, that we were staying on the lead lap. Like, maybe it gave us a false sense of hope, given all the uh, brake issues that were going on in the car. We're going to hear from all of that. I, I took down a lot of notes just now. The Certainly the Danica thing. We'll get to that. Hurry action. Uh, I love it when Junior said fluid, ruin. Yes. <laughs> ruin, but yes. Ruin. Yeah. <laughs> fluid, ruin. Uh, we'll get to all that uh, coming up in, uh, in just a minute as Junior checks off lap after lap at this very moment at Chicagoland. Let's uh, hear some uh, audio. Let's start with uh, some in-car very early on lap 18. I got no brakes left. We'll try to get you fixed up here so you don't have to abuse them as that's bad. You got all your fans on, correct? No, I didn't have my fans on. Sorry, that's my fault. That's nobody's fault. It's mine. And as Dale Jr. went over, Mike, uh, at the beginning of his audio, 
he felt terrible about that. But later on in his audio, he said, uh, Greg said after the race, maybe it, they still would have had those same issues. Uh, Joe, let, let's talk a little bit about that. Do you agree with Greg that the brake issues would have happened regardless of the fans? Yeah, it just would have, if the fans were on, it would have prolonged it. You know, it was eventually going to happen just with the, the package we had. There's no downforce on the car. So when you go into the corner, let off the gas, there's no drag to help slow you down. So you do have to use a little more brake. Mike, I'm interested in your thoughts as well uh, on that. I mean, it, when you have a problem that early on, on lap 18, and you're already losing a lot of spots, you feel like, man, this could be a long night. Yeah, but we had to pit early enough. We did those two pit stops during the first caution and uh, restarted 40th, and I still felt like we were so plenty early that if we could just find out what was the d- issue with those brakes and if he had not cooked the fluid early enough, and th- that was too early to know if 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 you had, yeah, I I didn't really feel worried. I think that even I go back to my notes again. Here's another note I have: even when our car sucks, we're still pretty fast. <laughs> and so you know, th- th- again, I still think we're like a top ten car at that point. It was fast, but it was inconsistent. Like he said, it would on um, you know after one stop, we wouldn't really make any changes because he was he was running good times. He was right. only a tenth or two off the leader, sometimes faster than the leader. And all of a sudden, the next we do a stop, he'd go out there, and he'd be three, four tenths off the the pace. So it's just kind of, it never balanced out just right. If the if the setup was that close mm-hmm. to where adjustment made that big a difference, and we did put some big swing. I mean, we swung for defenses on pretty much every stop. Let's go to uh, the competition caution at lap thirty as juniors made it up to number twenty seven on the board, and they come back in. Got to tell you about the balance from here on out. We'll work on the balance. I'll try to not to throw a fit. The, uh, it feels like it's all over the splitter early in the run, especially. I, I feel, uh, I hear all kinds of things hitting underneath the car that weren't hit in the first run. I don't know uh, why I hit that run, but I just, you know, a lot of things banging and slamming, and it feels like it pushes that real bad on the splitter. Yeah, it, you know, we're looking at some pictures here. It looks like the splitter may be high. That's why you're causing yourself to have some push off the corner. Uh, as far as stuff hitting, it might be just, you know, the left side skirts and the, maybe a truck arm, I'm not sure. We put two rounds in the back trying to get your attitude a little bit better, maybe seal that splitter. If it's not it, we'll try something else, try to fix it. Okay. What do we do if the brakes don't come back? Yeah, that's puzzling me right now. I'm uh, sorry I don't have an answer, but we, you know, tried opening the grill or the brake holes just a little bit so we got a little bit more air. Hopefully it'll come back to you. I want to know what Mike Davis's note said after Greg Ives said. Uh, that's puzzling to me. I'm not really sure what to do about the brakes at this moment. Let me see here. My note says, I would have expected a better answer. No, <laughs> As a driver, you would expect a better answer to have some confidence. Like, okay, they'll come back eventually. Well, here's yeah. the thing. Uh, regarding that splitter, I know Greg and Dale and even Joe wouldn't have known this, but as I'm sitting there watching this race and I'm monitoring other teams, there were a lot of people talking about that. I don't think that had anything to do you know, with our brakes or whatnot. You know, you expected drivers to ha- talk about how awful their car is with this new aero package and with all the bumps at Kentucky. So that you just knew was going in. You, you take out all the practice time, the test time that they were supposed to have, and now you really know you're just going to hear a lot of complaining. And you did. Yeah. Everybody did. And Everybody. you did. I mean, like, like even the cars that were pretty good were complaining about the, you know, the splitter hitting the ground and dragging, and they're all over the place. So it was hard to really gauge at that point who was really, really good and who wasn't because everyone was complaining. Yeah, I believe that's the time that uh, Steve Letard on television said, man, I love this new job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll guarantee it. He didn't oh, want yep. a part of that down there on the pit box. 
All right, Joe, let's listen to this next uh, in-car uh, when the guys uh, stayed out on the track. The caution came out on lap 80, and they, and they were up to 13th, but still uh, had uh, all kinds of uh, brake problems, and they pitted, made a bunch of adjustments, and still uh, they're wondering about whether they can bleed them or not. Now, on uh, caution during the lap of 98, they were still 13th. Let's listen to this exchange. I didn't think we had no, that kind of speed to do this. I was debating more on two or four, but... I don't think we got the kind of speed to be, uh, you know, just, just arrogant about it. We had, you know, in that last run there, we had top five speed. You know, we just were back here 20th, drove up to 13th. I know, but it, it's not have top five, top five speed for 20 laps. It's awful. Gain two spots for no tires. Uh, that was uh, seven spots. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> this speaks to Joe's point. Joe, Joe said how inconsistent it was. Early in the race, you didn't know how inconsistent it was. Greg makes the call to stay out yeah. uh, and, and not pit based off, the fi- based off the fact that the run before, he was running top five lap times. You know, what would you what would you have done, Mike, if you were Greg, any different than what he just decided to do? I, I understand Dale Jr.'s frustration, uh, but it, to, to your point... Greg has, if you're in Greg Ives' position and you're gaining seven spots, I think you would have done exactly the same thing. Well, no. I I did. I was was standing on the wall telling him to stay out. Stay out. Did you expect more people to pit then? Probably, yeah. I I did. I thought a lot of it. I think eighth place had fresh tires then, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's a – look, I hate people to, to, you know, base their opinion on on hindsight. But, honestly – if you come out, if you come out third, uh, then yeah, I'm like I'm all about it that early in the race. The way he spiraled afterwards, it definitely <laughs> wish you had it to do over again. Yeah, I mean, I mean he, at he, the at the moment, it felt like at least to me, it felt like the right decision. And Joe, the, the people in the pits obviously felt the same way. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was. I mean, I I thought staying out would have been the choice to do, um, but it, it didn't pay off. You know, if more cars would have come in, yeah, I think it would have worked out. We may have not have lost as many spots being up there in clean air. Yeah. Uh, but you're getting stuck back behind traffic and then dropping back further on just this is a snowball effect. Yeah. But like Mike said, uh, ultimately, uh, Mike's right. And um, they started talking about uh, bleeding brakes quite a bit. And uh, they pit, they took four tires and fuel, made a bl- bunch of adjustments. Here's an exchange uh, after that, after they decided to come back under caution. You guys try something every so we're just going to come jack the right side up, get the tire off, have lug nuts ready, and we're going to bleed the right front. I'll be careful because this is going to be a torch coming out of there. Yeah, that's why we got to be nice and gentle here. Mr. Slingerland, what yep. were your thoughts at that moment? <laughs> I was uh, I was talking to, to Travis Mack, and I told him we just we don't have to go in the garage area to bleed the brakes. You can do it on pit road. I, I've done it before. Same situation at Pocono. Um, it just it does. The brake fluid's so hot. The the calip or the rotors are at least a thousand degrees, um, and when that fluid hits there, it's instant fire. Uh, so you, you just gotta be ready. We had rags put over thing. It did fire up a little bit, but there were people there with bottles of water, dumped it on there, went right out. It, really? It, yeah. It wasn't a. It, you don't want it to splash around everywhere, um, but when it you know it hits the rags and it, it starts mm-hmm. dripping down onto the rotor and it just ignites. So there was somebody there dump water on it as soon as it flared up and it it was fine. Here's what I'm curious about because I, I think in the run before that they had considered bleeding the brakes, but Greg said uh, we'll just start a fire uh, if we do this on pit road. We need to pull it behind the wall. But then all of a sudden. 
for whatever reason, and I think it's just bringing it based off race conditions, you guys decided to bleed the brakes on pit road. What what changed? I don't know. I had said something to to, to Travis Mack about just bring him down pit road. I mean, we you can do it on pit road without starting a fire. And I talked to him about it, so I don't know if he went up and said something to Ives and then decided to do okay. it, saying he we could get it done. Okay. But I, yeah, I didn't think there was no point of bringing it back behind the wall. I mean, it's 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 a touchy you know situation because you mm. don't want it to start a fire because if you crack it open and you don't have a rag over the top of it and it shoots out and it starts dripping down the firewall and stuff like that, then you got to try and put little fires out all over inside the car instead of just one well, general spot. And it's, it's well, game over probably too. Okay, so what is that process then? To, take, to bleed the brakes, what do you have to do? So you come in, take tire off. It's a 7 sixteenths wrench on the bleeder. Okay. You put the rags over the top. You tell Dale to pump it up and hold it. And then Greg is communicating over the radio. You crack it open. His foot goes to the floor. And as soon as you see the fluid or stop dripping coming out, you lock it back down and tell him to pump it up again. You do that three or four times. Because when the, the fluid boils, you actually get air inside there. Even though it's a sealed system, air gets in there somehow, some way. And it, you got to get the air out. Because when there's air in the system and you push the pedal, the air comes up through to the pedal and it's it compressible. Yeah. Unlike fluid. So. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. That's, uh, they did that, that with that little That is fascinating. Yeah. And get all this done in 20 seconds. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's a stressful situation. You guys did the very best you could. All right. We're going to come back to the probably the most talked about uh, lap of the race in uh, in moment of the race in, in just a moment. But uh, first, I want to hear this uh, last exchange before we get to the, the Danica Dale uh, situation. And, and that's uh, Greg and Dale talking about uh, how careful to be with that brake pad. Almost to the all the way through the brake pad here. So just got to be smart. Oh, I'm all, I don't have much brake. Yeah, it's, it's getting close. Damn, that's crazy. What's going to happen then? Well, you start hearing a little bit of metal. It'll still stop a little bit, but you'll, <laughs> it won't stop as good. So that's why we need to stay as far back as possible. We're not to the backing plate yet, but okay. I was ready for Junior to answer by saying, is there an eject button in here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No doubt. You're going to hear a metal sound. Yeah, that was crazy. Then you're going to hear an explosion. And then at (laughs) that point. Well, a lot of times when the brake pad wears out, um, there's actually a little keeper inside the brake or the caliper that holds the brake pad in. And when you be, when you come metal to metal, it goes past that little keeper, and it actually drops out. Then all the pucks pop out, and you lose brakes, and in the wall you go. Yeah, yeah, mm. that well, sounds about right. But he had um, I went to the shop today, and I looked at him, and he had about a quarter inch of pad left. So, at the end of the race, it's I mean, for it wasn't as dire. No, it wasn't as dire, but I mean, you need to let him know. Yeah, for sure. So, so, he's so we needed those extra hundred laps to finish in the top ten. <laughs> yeah, okay, quarter. Would have made it with that with that brake pad. Well, it should have gone into the wall, uh, as Dale Jr. said. The silver lining is Danica's car saved the '88 from going into the wall, but because Jr. basically had no brakes, he got in the back of uh, Danica Patrick there, and the whole free world knew D- D- Dale had no brakes. I mean, everybody watching the race, anybody listening to the race, and as I speculated on Saturday night, Danica's team had to know. Dale Jr. had an issue going on of some sort. And evidently, that was the case as the spotters were talking to each other. TJ was talking to a Danica spotter, and the, and the teams were talking to each other. Yet Danica, as Dale said, still decided to get into Dale Jr. there on pit road. And 
I'm glad he said what he said there in his comments at the beginning, Mike. If Danica truly thought Dale Jr. was doing something reckless or careless or was being too aggressive with her out there on the track, then then fine. She has every reason to retaliate. But after explaining to her the fella has no brakes, I just for the life of me don't understand that thinking. Well, i got to be honest with you. I expected her to do a lot more than just run into him on pit road. <laughs> I mean, when have we, you know, listen, Danica was upset about it, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I, I think we would be upset in it. Uh, how we handle those situations could be different uh, than the way Danica does, but we know that Danica gets pretty temperamental about the, these yes. things. And mm -hmm. so i got to be honest, I thought for sure there would be a post-race discussion, but to her credit, I'm going to actually give her credit, she slammed her helmet down and went in and just didn't talk to anybody. I honestly didn't expect that. Uh, I thought that there would – I thought for sure – you think that at least she's going to talk to the media probably and vent a little bit, but she didn't even do that. So you think back to the uh, uh, Tony Stewart situation in Richmond. Yeah. He did the same thing, and I think Danica and Tony did have a conversation when she got out of, the, out of the race car, and I wonder if he didn't suggest to her to kind of do the same thing. Look, I know you're mad. Just go, go into the holler, vent in there. Let's not make it a spectacle. I don't know about you, Joe. I'm glad Dale Jr. left her on the track in the commercial. <laughs> yeah, back going. Well, what I want to know yes. is, you know, I love having Joe in here because, like, what was Joe going to do? Was he going to separate them if, they, if it had no, ever come to that? No. no he I, says. I'm, I'm going to stay right in the pit stall and let them work it out. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Let those drivers work it out. Exactly. That's what they're there for. Yeah. Better find a new ride home. But what if their <laughs> what if Danica's pit crew – Went after you. Well, that's a different story. We got, <laughs> well, I mean, American flag. this guy I, is such a pot stirrer, man. Well, I don't, well, I don't know how uh, Ives is, but Stevie said, you know, if they come in our pit stall, then you have, you know, free will to do whatever you got to do to protect yourself. So I don't okay. know Greg's take on it, but that, <laughs> well, was, that was Stevie's take on I it. Slingerland like, never imagined he would be in a situation to be answered these types of questions. Ah, no, but here fun. we are. Yeah. yeah with well, uh, Listen, I just say there. I know of a couple of thousand degree race car parts that they might have been able to hold for you know a second. <laughs> hey, can you hold this for a second and then uh, get your message across that way? No, okay, maybe not. Maybe I'll just <laughs> maybe I won't suggest on how to handle those situations. Make suggestions. <laughs> hey, you know what? I've got a question, and this is for Joe since we didn't have him last week. You were one of the guys that ran out by Austin's car, weren't you? Yes. In Daytona? Yes. Did you have a moment when you got out there? Obviously, your adrenaline's moving, and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, is this, is this guy okay? Yeah. It's a big moment. But did you get out there and think, I'm on a racetrack now with moving cars around me? It. Uh, what not, am I going to do now? It really didn't. <laughs> it, that didn't occur to me. Uh, when I ran up to the car, there was um, fuel dumping out of the fuel cell and oil dumping out of the, the oil tank. And that was my my concern. I know the motor was kind of laying 20, 30 yards away from it, <laughs> but something could have sparked a fire. And then, you know, there were, uh, of course, our guys and the driver's side, or the passenger side window, and then 13 guys and the driver's side window. So if something did happen, that was my biggest concern. Um, but there was the, the oh crap kind of movement of hopefully he's all right. And, yeah. you know, because there could be something you're running up there and you don't want to see that could, you know, Man, stay man. with you for the rest of your life right and Oof. uh thank god nothing like that yeah. you know there was nothing there like that but um amanda you know. i can't believe we've waited till now i mean thank you for bringing that up um uh, joe I, I can't imagine what your emotions are like your, your guys just won the race and you're wind sprinting to the aid of 
a fellow driver wondering if something tragic is waiting on you. All of us were horrified by what what we thought might be happening there. Yeah. And so grateful that Austin walks away with Lane Frost hands in the air and yep. uh, on to the next race we go. Yeah. You think of the, I mean, the first thing that enters your head, and I think it's anybody, you think the worst. Like, oh, my God, right. he didn't make that. That was atrocious, the wreck. Um, the way the catch fence just, like, as soon as it hit, it instantly stopped the car and threw it back out in the track. And then the other concern was is he was there for 10 to 12 seconds maybe before the two car slammed into him. So you're yeah. wondering, was he starting to unbuckle when the two car hit him? Gosh, I never even thought about that. So right. um, because, I mean, that's, you know, tragically that's happened before and somebody's lost their life where they were unbuckling and got hit by another car. Mm. Um, so that was another concern. I actually Crazy just thought stuff. about this uh, because we actually have Jill Gregory on Kelly's show tomorrow. And this got brought up on her point of view from race control. Oh, wow. Um, And she said, you know, that everybody just went into sheer panic mode with all the crew guys running out on the track. NASCAR not only had safety concerns of Austin Mm -hmm. and what was going on there, but then they had to go into another panic mode of crew members now in danger as well. Yeah, because the cars, sorry, the cars, as they were wrecking, they were turning around and coming back down pit road backwards. So there were cars going by us as we were running out there and then as we were standing out there. Wow, the dangerous situation. Crazy wow. middle of the night, uh, dangerous situation. We were ecstatic about the victory. I know you were too, Joe, and it yeah. was fun to celebrate that uh, after everybody knew everything was okay. But uh, that for a few moments, everybody held their breath. So yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely worthy of uh, bringing that up uh, this week. All right, we've got something cool today on top of the discount deal that Spy always offers. Mike, take it away. Spy's got other items than just sunglasses. They've got uh, some stuff they're trying out. They've got earbuds. They've got this Bluetooth speaker that's uh, that's waterproof. It's really cool that they're doing this stuff, and they sent a bunch of it to us to give away to whoever we think is deserving uh, on Reaction Theater. So I don't know what our what our we got some people already <laughs> in this in the store here uh, saying that they deserve it. Mm. Um, We've got the gentleman. I, we met him on the way in here. Say, this was the guy that called uh, with the Vanilla Ice song uh, oh. earlier in the year. He's here in the studio. He's waving. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he's here from he Iowa. He was one of my favorites. For, yeah, nice. he was a favorite. So we've got we've got some new stuff. So over the next few weeks, I, I think for the next couple months, we need to pick a caller that we feel like is deserving of uh, whatever spy product we want to send them. All right, so I can't just go ahead and say, Mike, man, we got to give it to this guy. He's hilarious. Uh, we got to we got to pace ourselves, is what you're saying. We got to pace ourselves, but you know what? If he wants to do a second verse uh, to his song, <laughs> you know, he can always do that. You know, it's just right. uh, timing. You know, <laughs> don't forget, you can go online to spyoptic.com and get yourself a pair of Dale Jr. Signature 88 Shades. This includes the Dirty Mo McCoy Quanta General and Farah for the ladies. Once you are ready to check out, enter discount code Nationwide 88 and get 20% off that purchase. I'm at SEC Media Days in Hoover, Alabama. I've always, already gotten some compliments. Cool. In fact, uh, Gus Malzahn, your favorite football coach? He's good. He, he had something to say about my sunglasses. Well, he liked them. All right, let's get to Reaction Theater. I can't believe what is with Danica. You know, I mean, yeah, Dale ran into her. It's not like she was running up front. <laughs> it's not like she was having this great race. She sucked, you know? And then to, you know, do a payback? I mean, come on, Danica. You can't blame everybody every time you're having a bad day. Dale, yeah, and three beers. Bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mike, I, you, you just, I imagine your very first thought was Reaction Theater. 
very first thought when well, that happened on pit road. Was it the fact that I tweeted out the number immediately? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what gave it away? <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's good. Good conversation, you know those yeah. things. Yeah, for sure. All right, who's next? Well, damn, I feel like somehow I stepped back in time to 2010. The driver made a mistake. The crew chief made a bigger mistake. We finished in the 20s, and Kyle Busch won a damn race. Good Ugh. God. Uh, two big things that are different, though, that keeps me from jumping off the ledge. And that's number one, we had top five speed tonight. We just didn't We just didn't get it tonight. That stuff happens in big-time auto racing. I'm not worried about it. And two, normally I'd have called in and gave the crew chief hell, but um, <laughs> I'm going to lay off of him. Greg's got to go home to his daughter, and I bet it's a long week for poor Greg Ice at home. I hope she gives it to him pretty rough, though. Uh, <laughs> he kind of deserves it. But I ain't worried about it. We got two wins. We uh, we got speed. We'll get it together. Hell yeah. There you yeah. go, Dado. Very good stuff uh, this week from him. Love hearing from him more frequently than we had uh, in the past. And he's right. Uh, Greg's going to hear it at home, Mike Davis. Oh, yeah. His toughest critic is his daughter. Yeah, she so, is. She's hard on him. What do, you, what do you think she said to him? I don't know. I I don't know. It was kind of hard being in a little kid's head. <laughs> Dad, look, we've got brakes and we got brakes in this car. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Look yeah. at that. Something Dad. smart, like that. Alec. Yeah. Should I ride my bike to school from now on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> well, he was in the wall in the back of Danica. She got all pissed off. I don't know why. She finished 34th, which is about nine spots, eight spots ahead of where she usually finishes. But the fact that we finished on the lead lap was a good thing that car was awful so i'm ready for next week i'm still excited about last week although tonight was very disappointing Dale, yeah yeah it was it was, it was disappointing I, but mike davis i just want to forget about kentucky we'll think about kentucky next july i guess all right who's next kyle bush and joe gibbs racing i can't stand that bag in the 18 car. And second of all, <laughs> if Junior Nation wants to put the blame on anybody for Junior's lousy performance tonight, y'all can blame me. I, I didn't wear my lucky underwear tonight, and I didn't listen to two podcasts of uh, the Dale Junior download and, uh, you know, Kelly's Fast Lane family, and of course, JRM up front, presented by Dale's Pale Ale. I want to apologize to Mike and the guys. They, they put up a great podcast every week, and I'm sorry I missed it. Man, this, this sucks. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I, I take full blame. Y'all can you blame should. me for this. Uh, hashtag 55 beers. <laughs> he should. He should take total responsibility for that, Mike. This is on him. Don't make that mistake again. I got no problems blaming somebody else. Exactly. No. I'm good with it. <laughs> I, I do that a lot. This. Right. I feel a lot better about the only our thing Kentucky. I did like. Yeah. The only thing I did like about his call there is he did include the sponsors. I liked that. Very that nicely good. done. Very nicely <laughs> done. He brings up a good point. He, he doesn't like Joe Gibbs Racing, but can we all just agree Joe Gibbs Racing brought it? And Pinsky oh, yeah. brought it. I mean, those yeah, two teams, all of them were up there racing at the end. I mean, you got to tip your hat. They brought it, right? Yeah, for sure. No doubt about it. Who's next? Hey, Danica. It's Junior Nation calling. We were already having not a very good night because, after all, we were running in the back with you. And then you decided to show what you are really like. You just showed what a you totally are. So I knew it already, but thanks for showing everybody else. <laughs> you knew these were coming. You knew these were coming. Hey, in, in a way, were you sort of happy that that happened only because it would take, in, at least in reaction theater, it would take a lot of the emphasis off of how bad our race was? 
you knew it would happen. Like, you knew that as soon as the Danica thing on pit road happened, they yeah. were like, oh, man, well, I know what 90% of the calls are going to be about now. It's I not going to be about us. Joe, I feel like Mike Davis is a 25 or 24-year-old version of Taylor Zarzer. Like, he, I've gotten past all the salacious <laughs> Stuff like I don't, I'm t- that stuff t- wears me out. It's kind of like what Junior said. We don't need all this extra sideshow stuff. And yeah. Mike's like, oh, no, 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 here, no. here I'm gonna tweet out the reaction theater number. Here we go. He like loved, I, he loves I, it. I don't know, man. I, oh, like I me tweeting once, out that number mattered in that case. Like, oh, yes, it no, completely it did. No, you would get rid of your Twitter account if it didn't. <laughs> no, no way. I just, oh, it was yeah. just an observation. I just oh, tweet yeah. observations. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. You, you love to fire him up. All right, who's next? Last year when I called in, I called myself the world's biggest Dale Jr. fan. Now I'm the most pissed off Dale Jr. fan. Not because we had break issues last night, a little bit because Kyle Busch won, but mostly because of Danica Patrick. Told you. Claims that Jr. was lying <laughs> about his break issue, but no, he actually had break issues all night. And the fact that she thinks he drove under him or her, uh, maybe she shouldn't slow down in the corner, Danica. If it wasn't for Junior, you wouldn't have a job in NASCAR. So get it through your thick <laughs> skull. <laughs> wow. What I tell you? I, I tell you, you don't need me. I like <laughs> right. Danica. <laughs> right, right. Oh, I do. I like okay. Danica. No, I'm not saying you don't like her, but you, you definitely fuel the fire, my friend. Listen, you have – this is the biggest compliment I can give you. Dale Jr. is incredibly successful, and the fans love it, love him. They feel like they're connected to him. But you, in the last handful of years, have made them feel even closer to Dale Earnhardt Jr. because of your unbelievable ability that you have. And he would say the same thing. So when you, Mike Davis, tweet out, Hey, what y'all think about Dan? <laughs> Dale Jr.? I'm going to hit that phone number right now, Mike Davis. How many, yes, how many right. followers do you have on Twitter? Yeah. yeah. Uh, how many followers I, you got, Mike Davis? Gosh, it's like 40, 40,000. Total followers. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> here I got it here. Forty-four thousand followers. I'm sure it's because Mike's an Alabama fan that that he's got forty-four thousand followers. That's no, what it must be. That's about how many cousins I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's all family, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. if he's yeah. from Alabama, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, who's next? I was really hoping to interview Junior, and he was going to give a response back about Kentucky. And uh, it would be very similar to what Kyle Petty said about Darlington years ago, about filling up the whole racetrack with water and filling it full of bass, and they would sell tickets for the fans to come over and watch pro bass fishing. But, <laughs> as Kyle said, no one catch a damn thing all day. Dale, yeah, going to New Hampshire, see if you can get top ten, maybe even top five out of her. There you go. I bet I like you it. agree with that guy, don't you? Yeah, I'm not going to argue much yeah. with that. No, I, was, yeah. I love Darlington. I don't know. They don't need to do that. I can't believe they even commented. Hey, listen, Darlington is back in the weekend. It belongs. You kidding me? I'm really fired up for that race. Yeah. And there's always been great passion for for the lady in black. I'm I'm really fired up for that one. It's just Kentucky, man. I don't know. It's, it's done like Kentucky, huh? It just I, I like the the people of Kentucky. I just don't like that. No, you don't, Taylor. 855-740-1902 is your number. Well, there we go. Everybody listens to Mike Davis, so we'll get a hundred more right now. All right, who's next? Tonight's car was an absolute dumpster fire. If Dado isn't running laps around his neighborhood or country farm, wherever the hell he is, being all winded and 
over the phone. I don't know what the hell we're going to do because that was a total clubbing of a baby seal I saw tonight. Absolutely <laughs> oh, One thing that we can take away from tonight is, though, is Dale Jr. and Greg Eyes have a great communication, and that was evident over the radio, and there's a lot to be drawn from that. Dale, yeah, ate Jack Cokes. Wow. Can't <laughs> win for the liquor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just want to say between Monterey and uh, Los Angeles, I just took a trip with my family. In San Simeon, California, there are some beautiful seals that aren't being clubbed <laughs> that are right on the Pacific Ocean, uh, if anybody is interested. That's I'm right. not a believer in clubbing them, but beautiful seals. Yes, you are, Taylor. 855 <laughs> <laughs> you baby seal clubber, you. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I love this. Unbelievable. <laughs> and final one. Because it's all about the brakes. About the brakes. No pedal. About the brakes. About the brakes. No pedal. It's all about the brakes. About the brakes. No pedal. Need to bring Stevie back. Oh, no. Go oh, ahead on. and tell NBC that. No, I'm just playing Junior's brakes were bad. But he was uh, telling you every inch of that car was from bottom to the top. Hashtag. That's all there needs to be said. Hashtag. Seven beer-flavored waters. Hashtag. Dale, yeah, get him next week. All about the brakes, no that pedal. That's pretty good. My, my six-year-old would love that. God, yeah. that, is, that was strong. That I was, was singing that in my head all day I yesterday after I had listened to that call. I bet you were laughing pretty hard at, at that one. I can't imagine all that Amanda listened to this week. I got to tell you, that last one, to me, was the favorite for the week. Yes. Amanda uh, and Mike, so... I, that's just my vote. But. Submarine Mike? Is that who that was? Yeah, yeah. He gets the first uh, the first spy prize uh, of the year then. There you go. Good for him. All nice. about the brakes, no pedal. Where do we want to send him? What do you think, Amanda? Uh, you think he's a speaker or an earbud kind of guy? I feel like he sings a lot. Maybe he wants a speaker. Give him a speaker <laughs> and another pair of Slingerland's patriotic socks. <laughs> you keep the socks going. We'll send uh, sl- uh, Submarine Mike uh, a speaker from Spy. And uh, we'll we'll get this thing going. So this gives people more incentive, more reason to call up to Reaction Theater and bring it. Bring your A game. And you don't always yeah. have to sing. But the singing yeah. ones. But it helps. You got <laughs> to be creative. Yeah, those ones are good. Yeah. Probably have to stir the pot. Uh, but, yeah, call in each week here. And we'll have uh, a winner each week that we will announce. Time now for It Takes a Nation, presented by Nationwide. You know, I love it when fans come here to the studio here at Junior Motorsports and, uh, and introduce themselves. And we had that happen today, and I'm like, we got to take the, take this opportunity and have our guy Jeff here in for Takes a Nation. Jeff, tell us where you're from, first of all, and uh, why are you here? Well, I'm uh, from Des Moines, Iowa. I uh, came down for a family reunion over in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I was like, I'm close enough to Charlotte. i got to make the drive over, check out the podcast. So here I am. Jeff, we're not really that close to Knoxville, Tennessee, though. You know that, right? Close enough. I always say to my wife that I want to come to Charlotte for a vacation, and I said, "Man, I'm only like four hours away. I gotta go." She's like, wow. "You gotta do it." So, me and my dad made the road trip over today, and went to Hendrick this morning. Uh, went to Charlotte uh, Motor Speedway, took the track tour, and end up here to check out the podcast. I'm glad you're here, Jeff. Uh, you introduced yourself. Amanda and I were on our way down to the studio to do this taping, and you introduced yourself as, don't you tell us, how did you introduce yourself? I said I'm the Vanilla Ice guy. The Vanilla Ice guy. We need to actually pull that clip and play that right now uh, so so people can remi- remember who the Vanilla Ice guy is. This was one of the calls from earlier in the year 
uh, for Reaction Theater. Let's play it. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Del Junior one Talladega this weekend moving from top to bottom, blocking everyone who tried to get beside them. If you got a problem, Greg Ives will solve them. Check out the radio as TJ is spotting. Boom, boom, boom. Del Junior won that Talladega. Jeff, I got to tell you, man, that's pretty talented. Pretty talented. Pretty good. How did you come up with that one? Um, actually, I've just been waiting for Junior to win because I had kind of had that song in my head at the beginning of the season. Finally did it, and uh, words just worked out perfectly, and called in and made the phone call, and it, all it was. And you guys played it. Were you a one-take wonder, or did you have to do it a couple times? One time. Really? Most of my calls, I usually mess up and take a couple, but this time it was just the okay, first time. Okay, so you're a regular caller on Reaction Theater, Yep. Huh? All right, what, other, what else have you done? Have we played any of your other calls? You've played quite a few. My first one ever was Phoenix Second Race of 2014. Okay. And I talked about having a kiddie pool. Down at the on the pit box. Oh, I don't I know remember if you remember that. that one. Do you remember? I that? remember that. Steve Latart with uh, Steve can kick back and relax. Yep, that, uh, was, that was my oh, first. Oh, because we won the Daytona 500. Uh-huh. That's right. And so he's now just yeah <laughs> relaxing at the kiddie pool. Yep, that was my first time ever calling. <laughs> um, Good one. I did the Pocono Beach Boys song. Did co- you see? Yeah. I love that. That was great. Well, I got it from you. You yeah. you tweeted out Pocono like Beach Boys. I'm like I'm gonna run with it and. It worked out that Martin Truex won, but that was good. Juniors go to victory lane is what I came up with. Hold on, Amanda, give us a little bit of of his Pocono song. Not even Kislowski could get a win at Pocono. That's where Juniors go to victory lane. Now it wasn't Dale, but I'm guessing he's had a pale ale. I'm telling you, man, that's pretty creative. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. you, you sound like a Beach Boy. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> you, you can go from Vanilla Ice to Beach Boy like nobody I've ever heard. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're here in Charlotte uh, checking it out. When are you going back home? Actually, uh, going back to Knoxville tonight, and tomorrow we're heading back to Iowa. So it's going to be a couple days drive back there. and you got a lot of time on the road ahead of yep. you. Yep. You know what, Jeff? I can't let you go on back to Knoxville and then to Iowa without uh, taking one of these cool spy prizes home. I mean, we just started this week uh, some giveaways uh, for Reaction Theater callers, but you're one of our favorites. So even though you didn't call in for this week, you didn't call in, but you know what? You're one of our favorites. We're going to send you back with uh, with one of these cool – what do you want? Speakers? What, what, Amanda, what's his options? You got earbuds or uh, like a Bluetooth wireless speaker. I'll take the earbuds. I, I listen okay. to the podcast at work. Fantastic. So, you know, you guys keep me entertained all week. Thank you very much for uh, listen, listening to Dirty Mo Radio and being uh, a Reaction Theater caller and for your creativity. It really, really entertains us. And so we're very grateful for you. And I hope you keep listening. I hope you have a safe trip back to Iowa. All right. Thank you. Hey, folks, what did I tell you? This video series that Nationwide is feeding to, uh, to its digital and social media channels is just awesome. It's exceptional. Last week was by far my favorite one, the one with the fans and Dale Jr. surprising them. If you have not seen these videos, go to Nationwide's Facebook and Twitter pages at Nationwide88. New ones every Tuesday for the next seven weeks, and they don't even take the old ones down. So if you've missed some, you just go there and catch up, all right? So, yeah, thank you, Nationwide, for putting out that video series. Thank you, fans, for watching them. Let us know what you think. Tweet to Nationwide88. Uh, leave comments on the Facebook page. And do not forget, Nationwide is on your side. Hey everyone, I'm Tiff Daniels, and here's a look at what's coming up this week on Dirty Mo' Radio. On Wednesday, Kelly returns to Fastlane Family, presented by Wella Professionals, and will be joined by NASCAR VP Jill Gregory. 
Thursday, even though Heath White is on vacation, host Regan Smith will be holding down the fort with first name Davis on Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pale Ale. And they'll be joined by our very own Ben Rhodes, who's racing this weekend in Loudoun. Don't forget, you can always catch all of Junior's at-track press conferences on said Junior, presented by Nationwide. Dirty Mo Radio podcasts are available free of charge 24-7 on DaleJr.com, iTunes, and all major podcasting outlets. All right, Mike Davis, let's throw that white flag. White flag, white flag. White, <laughs> white flag, flag right there, white flag. Hold tight. Here we go. It's the white flag brought to you by Joe Socks. That's right. Yes. What do you stars think? Stars and Stripes. Yeah, Stars and Stripes. That's a good one. This <laughs> go is going to slingerlandsguns.com and sign <laughs> up for Sunday. This one's going to be easy because Dale, as he said at the beginning, is testing in Chicago all the way through tomorrow. So that's the bulk of his workload this week. Uh, this weekend, the Xfinity Series and Sprint Cup Series head to New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Saturday, Stay Green 200 will be televised on NBC Sports Network. Regan Smith will drive the number seven Anderson's Maple Syrup Chevrolet. Chase Elliott in the number nine Napa Auto Parts Chevrolet. And Ben Rhodes is back in the number 88 Alpha Energy Solutions Chevrolet. Sunday's Camping World RV Sales 301. Make sure we get that extra mile in there. Hey, you make sure you put enough fuel in the car for 301 miles. <laughs> hey, I love 300. I love that race. I, it's short and sweet, and it's like in and out. It's like, all right, so I do ready. too. Love that. I'm glad they did this. this yeah. I agree. I hear you. It's going to be better if we got after, brakes. Got the brakes. You know what I'm saying? After last no week, pedal. my knees can't take 15 stops. So yeah. there you go. Well, yeah, this fire uh, on the sun out there too. Yeah. This race will be televised also on NBC Sports Network. I should also mention the Performance Racing Network is carrying all the race uh, action all go. weekend. Uh, Dale will be back in the number 88 Nationwide Chevrolet and look to rebound after Kentucky. I said earlier also that he had two top tens, a tenth and a ninth uh, last year at New Hampshire. Uh, and lastly, I want to say this. In the excitement of the Daytona victory last week, we failed to mention that uh, this was our 100th episode last week on this podcast, the 100th episode of the Dale nice. Jr. Download. So, uh, Taylor Zarzer, you've been a part of it from the very beginning. We've had a lot of fun talking about it, uh, talking racing. So, thank you, buddy. And, uh, hey, man. Thank ma- you. Let's keep her going. I'm I'm having a blast. It's been it's been a lot of fun. I actually think I've got the lead in appearances because last year you decided to go off with Junior every week uh, during the chase. But. That wasn't exactly my decision, but we'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd had my way, that would have been to. a little different. But yeah, I was kind of thrust in the position, unbeknownst to me, the yeah. week before. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Mike doesn't like the Dale Jr. download. Call 855 No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it has been a blast, uh, and we can't wait for 100 more and 100 more after that. Uh, keep her going, and we appreciate all the support that everybody gives us here on uh, the Dale Jr. downloads. We thank Dale Jr. so much for all of his comments each and every week. Thanks to Amanda Wolfmeyer for putting up with us for so long each and every week and all the great production work that she does. Thanks for everybody that came to listen today. For Mike Davis, for Joe Slingerland, for Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Amanda, I'm Taylor Zarzer. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Now go online to spyoptic.com and check out all of Dale Jr.'s Signature 88 collection. If you find a pair you like, enter discount code NATIONWIDE88 at checkout and you're going to get 20% off your purchase. Happy shopping!